With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. is good everybody welcome to the gold diggers podcast here on the gold standard podcast network it is friday i am rob stats carrera with me as always from the nfl network and the ball blast football podcast michelle majuk what's up michelle hey hey i don't love that this is the second week in a row that i have to come on and talk about a loss from the week before we haven't had this happen in a very very long time two straight losses it doesn't feel good no it doesn't feel good i don't like it I, I forgot how much losing stinks. And I think the 49ers kind of forgot it a little bit. You know, we thought they would sort of kick back into gear after the Browns loss. Maybe they do it after this loss, but I think they kind of forgot how much it stinks too. I'll say I'm wearing a Steelers sweatshirt on the show today because they're somehow disappointing me less than the 49ers are. <laughs> the Steelers yeah. and the 49ers have the same number of losses this year. That's just not right. The 49ers are like a hundred times better team than them. But I do think it, I, before they went on this road trip, I did say Brock Purdy a plays better at home than on the road. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it was two off games for them on the road, them coming back home. I do expect them to get right. I wish Brock Purdy was playing and it wasn't Sam Darnold. That's the, my big, before that news, I was like, I feel really good about this game now a little iffy. Well, we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be Darnold or Purdy. Purdy was a limited participant in practice yesterday. So that, like, he's progressing through the through the protocol. We don't know if yeah, he's going to be cleared. But, I mean, with the bye next week, do you really want to push him? Because if he ends up then suffering another concussion, he's going to be out for a really long time. I don't, I don't know why you rush him back. They are still 5-2. and two And... I mean, they kept Sam Darnold over Trey Lance thinking he can win us a game if we need him to. So if they're confident that Sam Darnold can do that, and that's why you paid him to be a backup, that's why you kept him to be the backup, then you got to trust him for one game while Brock Purdy gets the rest, then you get the bye, and then he'll be perfectly good to go in the game after the bye. Kyle said he'd be willing to play Brock Purdy even if he didn't get cleared until Saturday. He mentioned how they played him on the Thursday night against Seattle last week uh, on the short week, and he hadn't even thrown a single pass all week. So Kyle is willing to wait this thing out. It's rare that a guy can get in the concussion protocol one week and go back that same week. It doesn't happen very often, but it's not impossible. We're going to get into a little more of that. We're going to get into our best bets for the week as well. But I always say, if you leave a review on the show, we will read it. 
That is the best way you can help us. If you want to support us, leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Pods because that helps push us up the charts so more people can find out about us. This one is a five-star review from C. Dabao, who says, read this on the air, five stars, putting out great content. My name is Stats. I'm decent as a podcaster, even though Grant Cohn is better. I get overly worked up when my talking. All right. Five stars. So I'll Do we take think it. Grant left that for you to read? It's entirely possible. It is absolutely possible. I'm not going to rule it out. Uh, but whatever. I'll take it. It's five stars. You know, look, I can be bought. I think that much is clear. Um, oh, Michelle, I don't know. I don't know. I had said when the Niners were on this winning streak, like I'm not going to pick against them until they lose because they score in 30 points a game and I have so much faith. And, and now they've lost two straight. And I, the Bengals seem to be getting it together, right? They're coming off their bye week. Joe Burrow is saying he's feeling 100%. He's feeling the best he's felt all year with that calf injury. I don't know. And if Sam Darnold has to play in this game, Cincinnati's defensive coordinator is Lou Anarumo. He is excellent. It's, that'd be a tough task for Brock, let alone Sam freaking Darnold. We could be staring three straight losses in the face. See, this is the my biggest worry, right? Is that we don't know which Joe Burrow and Bengals offense we're getting. Are we getting the one that's been the worst total offense in the NFL this season? You could, right? They're literally averaging the fewest yards per game in the NFL this year and averaging just 4.2 yards per play this year. So also last in the NFL, but they do seem like they've gotten it together over the last couple of weeks. Joe Burrow has been much better. He seems healthier. And then they had a bye week. So you don't know if they're going to randomly put it all together. That could happen. Or you just get the, the offense that's been stinking it up. I will say one thing that made me feel a bit better is that Joe Burrow, not just this year, but also last year, really struggled against the zone. So last year, 14 pass touchdowns, nine interceptions against the zone. 21 touchdowns, only three interceptions versus man. So, And it's been the same thing this year. He has three interceptions versus zone, only one versus uh, man this year. And the 49ers are playing a ton of zone. 77.5% of the time, they're in zone defense. So that made me feel better. Even if we do see the Joe Burrow of last year and the, the Bengals offense of last year, that's still an area where he really struggled. I mean, nine interceptions is no, no joke. That's a lot versus zone defense. This is the fascinating thing for me this week with everything that's going on with Steve Wilkes and the blitz call. I don't know if you heard Steve Wilkes press conference yesterday. Who man, he sure seemed like a guy that got just torn a new one. Basically he came out. If you didn't see it, uh, first of all, if you want to see it or hear it, you could go check out 49ers and five. Cause I put all the juicy parts of it in there for you. So you can go check that out for yourself. But if you're not going to do that, he comes out to do the press conference before anybody even asks a question. He gives a statement about how sorry he is about that call, about how he screwed up. It was like a politician that had was some sort of scandal was going on and he knew he had to address it. So he just like came out right away. And then he tries to do the old, okay, now I'm going to move on to Cincinnati. And to their credit for once, the 49ers press corps doesn't let him off the hook. They keep coming at him about the call and what happened. And he did not want to talk about it. I do. So it was a terrible call and there's no reason why he would make that call. It was so close to being intercepted, right? Or just if he tackled them right away, like Traverius Ward had a really, really bad game. And I don't think people are putting enough on him for that. I know he came down with the interception right away in the game. That was a great play, but they were targeting him. Like I was thinking that Kirk Cousins would be throwing to anyone else. That's not covered by Traverius Ward. I was a little bit nervous about Jordan Addison, what he'll do in that game, because I figured Ward would be on him a lot. No, they were no matter who was on who was playing against Ward, they were targeting him and he was suffering. So he better jump back into place this week. So it like I think if that play right there, if Ward A picks it off, then he looks brilliant, right? Or if he just tackles him, no one's talking about this. It just was a very crazy play. But yeah, you cannot be making that play call at the same time. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Here's the part that scares me. Wilkes said yesterday, I'm still learning the defense. Because remember, this isn't his defense. He's running the D'Amico Ryan's Robert Sala system. He said yesterday, I'm still learning the defense. And Grant Cohn asked, what's it like to call a defense and learn a defense at the same time? And he basically said, it's really hard, as you might imagine. 
that tells me he doesn't know how to put the 49ers players in the best position to be successful. That tells me in the crucial calls, he's not like, all right, I know my bread and butter is this and we're going with this. And if they beat it, whatever, you know, we'll tip our cap. He doesn't know what the bread and butter is. He's I think he's over his skis a little bit, Michelle. Do you think it would be better if they just let him call his own defense that he's used to? I think it'd be better if they hired somebody that knew the actual defense. Like if you wanted to keep everything the same, hire somebody from within, like you did after Robert Sala became the head coach of the Jets and you hired D'Amico Ryans, who was Sala's number two guy. Like that makes sense. You're running that system. He knows that system. He's been in the, you know, he's been there. Now you're bringing in Steve Wilkes who doesn't know the system, but you want him to run the system. Like then what attracted you to Wilkes in the first place? Yeah. And I do think like the 49ers defense hasn't been that bad, right? It's just, they've been that bad compared to what they normally do. They're still not allowing a ton of points. You can, what, what did the Vikings score in this game? 22? Uh, was it 22? Yeah, I think it was like, you should win a game when the other team only scores 22 points like that. I mean, the Steelers would never, but like the 49ers, the 49ers should. So it's not like, and they didn't allow a ton of points against the Browns either. It's, it's both sides of the ball right now. And they're just not doing what you normally, what they normally do. So it's really stressing you out it's stressing me out too. I mean, watching the game, it seemed like the defense was just allowing anything to happen, but at the same time, they did only allow 22 points. And what, I mean, seven of those points came off of that terrible defensive play call where Jordan Addison just gets, I mean, it was a crazy catch and then Ward falls down before he can tackle. Like it was just a crazy, crazy play. Right. So that is seven of the 22 points there. I'm not so much worried about the defense. Well, that's what I've said is that as frustrating as it has been, sometimes they're third in the league in points allowed per game. Like, so we need to keep the points ultimately is what matters. But I understand the frustration. Uh, Thomas says, hopefully we get that version of the Bengals because if Shanahan's offense only puts up 17 again, we'll have a chance. That should not be overlooked. The offense hasn't been as good as it as they were earlier in the year. But I want to stick on the defense for this week before we switch over. Because now, one of the things Wilk said yesterday was, I can't press it. I don't know what he meant specifically by that. And I wish somebody asked because he repeated that phrase multiple times. He said, like, we have good players, but I can't press it. Does that mean I can't do a zero blitz? I don't know specifically what that means. I'm fascinated to see how he calls the game this week. Does he not call zero blitz ever because he's scared that something bad is going to happen? Does he stick with the blitz? Like, how does he adjust going off of this? All eyes are going to be on the 49ers defense this week against Cincinnati. And you know what I was saying coming into the season, right? That they last year, they allowed a ton of wide open targets, right? Weren't forcing a lot of tight window targets. I mean, they're doing the same thing this year, but the issue is they're not getting the sacks to shut down the plays, right? So even over the last couple of weeks, they're still getting a ton of quarterback pressure, which I know you don't want to hear. No, I don't. (laughs) I I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to use that. I'm just saying 40 quarterback pressure rate over the last two weeks to 40%. Like that's great but only 2.4% sack rate, fourth lowest in the NFL over the last weeks, two sacks on 33 pressures. So that's not shutting down the plays. Quarterbacks are still getting the passes off. We're still getting the yards. And this is what becomes the issue is because they forced a tight window throw in just 7.6% of opponent pass attempts over the last two weeks, fourth worst in the NFL during that span. But also it's been the entire season. They've allowed lower than 11%. Uh, tight window throw this year, fifth worst in the NFL. Like their, their secondary is not good enough. If their defense isn't getting the sacks and shutting down the plays. like quarterback pressures, isn't enough. You need to completely end those plays by getting more than two sacks and 33 pressures. Uh, Nick Ellert, YouTube channel member. Shout out to you, Nick. Thanks for the support. Thanks to all our YouTube channel members. If you want to join the community, please consider it. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis. You get membership badges. You get priority comment response. So please, please, please do it and support the channel. Nick says, I love how Michelle always brings the overreaction takes back to earth. Only gave up 22 points. She is a blessing. What you're talking about with the pressures not leading to sacks. They. It seems like the 49ers have recognized that issue. And what Kyle Shanahan has basically said is they're not marrying the pressures to the coverage. For example, if you blitz, but play off coverage, that's easy for the quarterback to get rid of the ball quickly. He, cause that's what he's going to look to do when he sees the blitz coming. And since you're not playing press coverage, there's tons of room so he can just dump it off to his first read. And who cares about the blitz? You're actually making it easier for them. 
You need to marry what you do in coverage with what you're doing to pressure the quarterback. And the 49ers have not done that. Now, the encouraging thing is that if you can get pressure on Joe Burrow, he usually goes down for the sack. He has the eighth highest pressure to sack rate in the NFL at 21%, according to our friend Rich Madrid. Now, the question is, was that because of the calf injury and he can't move around? I don't know. He's not the most mobile guy anyway, though, even when he's healthy. But yes, you have to match those two parts up in order to actually get the quarterback on the ground. And Kyle Shanahan specifically said the number one option for the for the other team is always still open, especially when the Niners try and blitz. So it's not only is a receiver open, but it's the number one. If it's the number two or three and you blitz, the quarterback may not have time to, to progress to that point. But if it's the number one guy, they just go snap, and the first person they look to is open. You're never going to sack the quarterback like that. Yeah, and the issue with this team, they really do. I know T. Higgins hasn't been good yet this year. I mean, he's had a rib injury. Joe Burrow's had the injury. like, And then it, it just hasn't meshed. But he's now four weeks removed from the rib injury, talking about T. Higgins here. You mm -hmm. would expect he's probably much better after the bye. He's ready to go. So they really have two wide receiver ones out there. Jamar Chase can absolutely destroy you. Traverius Ward is going to have to definitely play way better than last week. And I think he will. But do you think they just, they, you know, what the, the Buccaneers did to the Stefan Diggs last night, where they made it extremely hard for Stefan Diggs to get, like he, they forced receptions this way. Fine. He caught some balls, but he was getting like six yards max on his receptions. Do you think that's what the 49ers are going to just try to take out Jamar Chase? And if T Higgins beats us, then fine. Well, in theory, yes, but one of my most frustrating points about this season, and really I feel like for a, a while with the 49ers, is they don't do a good job of that. They don't do a good job of taking away the other team's number one option. Case in point, TJ Hawkinson last week. He was the main guy you had to stop for the Vikings last week, and he goes off for 11 catches for 86 yards. Like He was the should have been the focus of your defensive game plan, and yet he dominated the 49ers. So I don't know why, but it seems like they're not good at sort of taking guys away like that. No, I mean, they didn't take away anybody last week. Addison had an amazing game. Hawkinson had a great game. I mean, yeah. Brandon Powell, KJ Osborne both hit their overs and it's because they play in the slot. I mean, that's easy. Always take the overs of guys who play in the slot against the 49ers, but they really weren't stopping anybody. It, it, Kirk Cousins, obviously just like, of course, he had to have the best game of his career, like <laughs> against the 49ers. Like he was just on it and he, they, he was not going to lose that game. It was clear that the Vikings were desperate. They had a really bad record. I think it was just unfortunate that they had to face them at that time. But you're kind of facing the Bengals at the worst time as well, because the Bengals are also in fourth place in their division right now. They are only three and three, so they it, it's a fine record, and they have plenty of time to come back. But they're also in this desperate situation; they can't fall to three and four, and they have to look better. And they they know that their offense has been terrible. So I just and you just don't know what you're going to get from this offense. So I do believe like the 49ers' last two games are kind of really unfortunate opponents where they're just desperate at this time for a win. The 49ers should be desperate. Fred Warner called this game a must-win. I don't know if it's a must-win, but if you go into the bye five and three, you basically wasted all the goodwill you earned with your with your five and zero oh start. You've basically given almost all of that back. You go into the bye week six and two, you're okay. That that's great. I would have taken that at the beginning of the year. So the you know the Niners can right the ship here, but you've got to win this week. There better be some urgency. There better be some desperation, even from the offense, Michelle. Even if it is Sam Darnold, you got to score at least twenty points in this game. You can't say to your defense, well, you got to allow less than 20 points. Like that is asking a lot of your defense. Kyle's supposed to be the offensive guy. They still have Ayuk. They still have Kittle. They still have McCaffrey. Let's go here. We got to see better offense this week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And what do you think the game plan here is with Sam Darnold? Let's say Brock Purdy doesn't make it through concussion protocol. We have Sam Darnold out there. Do they try to hide Sam Darnold a lot? Just, you know, give... Christian McCaffrey getting everything single offensive snap last week was so stupid. I can't even talk about it. Like they're, <laughs> they're going to hurt him before the playoffs. It's going to happen, but whatever. They don't care to have him for the playoffs. Apparently like stop, stop doing that. Kyle Shanahan. Please. He didn't look the same to me last week either. Well, he didn't I mean, look like he had the same burst. He is middle section is probably dying. So <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But with Sam Darnold out there, do they try to hide him? Don't have him for like throw to it's really, really easy passes and then run a ton because though Sam Darnold's not a bad passer. I'll say that right now. Like he can pass a ball and he can get it to places accurate. What he is really bad at is the mental part of the game. And he's really, really bad at making decisions. And it normally his interceptions come at the worst times as well. And he gets in his own head. And once he throws one interception, it's done. Like he, his brain is done for the day. He's just, it gets in his head, right? That's my biggest worry about Sam Darnold. Does he throw the interception early as well? If he throws it early, watch out. Like he's going to throw five more in the game. But like, I, I just wonder how they're going to protect him in that way. Because it's all mental with Sam Darnold. He's the bizarro Brock Purdy. He's the opposite of Brock Purdy. Everything Brock does is mental. All his strengths are mental. All of Sam Darnold's strengths are physical. When it comes to the mental side of the game, I mean... Ain't good, Sam Darnold, okay? It's just, it could be dicey. And please tell me that if you don't know, this is the Ghostbusters theme. First of all, like... This thing slaps. I don't know who Ray was. It Ray Parker Jr. I think his name is. Like fantastic work on the Ghostbusters theme. I've never but. seen Ghostbusters. Just to make you sad again, but I did know what? this song. I know the song. You've never seen. Okay, so last week Michelle told us she's never seen Ninja Turtles. She doesn't even know the Ninja Turtle names. And this week, now you're telling me you don't know Ghost. What did I you know Ghostbusters? I just didn't watch it. I didn't watch a lot of movies as a child. I don't know what happened. There was a TV show too, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I was a Going. huge Ghostbusters fan. I had the Ghostbusters suit. I had the. Did Proton you watch the women's one? Uh, the movie. Yeah. Yes, I've seen it. Did you like it? Yeah, I, I'm like I like Ghostbusters. I don't know, just something about it. I think is really cool. Um. I had the the uniform. I had the proton pack. I had the warehouse where they live. It was like half of my height as a kid. And you can like open it up and play inside. It was awesome. I love the Ghostbusters. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, not a movie you want to watch with your kids, as I found out the other day. There's some scenes in that in Ghostbusters that, you know, <laughs> you don't want your eight-year-old son to see. I'll just say that. Um, but getting back to your to your thing with Darnold. I don't think you try to hide him because I think that's what the Bengals are going to be expecting, right? Because what's the hide him offense look like? It looks like run the hell out of Christian McCaffrey, short passes, screen passes. I think that's what Cincinnati's going to expect. So to me, if I'm Kyle, this is your guy, right? Your handpicked guy that you ran out and signed. You have so much confidence in him. He's the next Steve Young, right? Well, then act like it. Act as if. Act as if Sam Darnold is the best quarterback in the league. Let's see him sling it. Let's see him throw some rockets down the field. And to be fair, Sam had a couple of amazing deep balls in the preseason. He's definitely throws a better deep ball than Brock Purdy. Use it, man. Take some shots. Why the hell not? So just going back to his interceptions, because this is really his biggest issue in his career. It's the interceptions and the mental part of it. He's averaging one whole interception. Per game. I'm not even rounding up. It's (laughs) 1.0 interceptions per game in in his starts, which is the most in the NFL since 2018, since he's been in the league, minimum 50 starts among quarterbacks. But he also, like, remember over the last couple of years, he hasn't played a whole lot because he's been bench or her or blah, blah, blah. But Darnold has 55 interceptions since 2018. That's tied for the seventh most in the NFL during the span. He's tied with Kirk Cousins, right? But the thing is, 
Darnold has 1,700 pass attempts over that span. Kirk Cousins has 3,000, <laughs> nearly double the amount of pass attempts, and then have the same number of interceptions during that span. Absolutely wild. Like, it, it's no joke how often he turnovers the ball. I will say last year, like, this is the thing. You can get some good games from Sam Darnold. I mean, last year he was looking much better as the starting quarterback for the Panthers. Once nothing was happening with the Panthers last year, Baker Mayfield looked terrible with them. He comes in. He does have some really solid starts in there. But of course, that last start in week 18, he comes out as five completions on 15 pass attempts, two interceptions, zero touchdowns, 2.8 passer rating. Like, those are the games you can get from them too. Like you don't know what you're going to get. And that's why like people keep talking about a higher floor with Sam Darnold than Trey Lance. No, the floor with Darnold is as low as it gets. You just read it off five of 15, 43 yards with two picks and two fumbles. That's how low the floor gets with Sam Darnold. So you, you, you got to be careful there, but you're right. He can have good games in isolation. The game before that, the game before that, 341 yards, average 9.2 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, one interception. So, like, one and game. He also fumbled, tw- he fumbled three times and lost two. He got, yeah. I don't, he's got some turnover issues for oh. sure. But, like, there's just, there's two sides to the story. He could be great, he could be terrible. And that's why I think that. Listen, there's a lot on Kyle Shanahan's shoulder here if Sam Darnold has to play. He better play good, right? Because you picked him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to want to protect him and make sure he doesn't make mistakes. Nick Ellert says Trey Lance's floor is just as low. He had some stinkers with less opportunity. He never had anything close to that bad, Nick. He never, ever said uh, Trey Lance never had five of 15 for 43 yards with two picks and two fumbles. Like, no, that just never happened. So they're not the same. Okay. They are not the same. Um, but I think the Niners are going to want to run the hell out of the ball first and foremost, which they should do anyway, because their whole offense is set up to run and they have not been good on the ground the past two weeks, run the hell out of the ball and then just have Sam do play action passes like that. Ideally that's the game script for the 49ers and getting a lead early too. That's another huge, huge thing. Get a lead early. So you don't have to go to the straight drop back passing game because that's death for the 49ers. And they can do it, but they got to cash in in the red zone. They got to cash in on turnovers. When they turned over the Vikings right away in that game and then get nothing out of it, I knew it was like, uh uh-oh, we could be in for it here. Like the way you win games and blow teams out is by cashing in on turnovers, especially with touchdowns, not friggin' field goals. And the Niners have gotten away from that the past two weeks. I will say we got another comment from Nick saying the. He's bringing up Trey Lance's first ever start in the NFL, saying he completed 50% of his passes, two interceptions, which A, isn't as worse as we were just talking about with oh, Sam yeah. Darnold's game. But also, that was Sam Darnold's like 70th career start compared to a first NFL start. Like, But also, Trey Lance is on the team anymore, so it doesn't matter. I'm very thankful that both are on the team and they're deciding to go with Sam Darnold because that would have been a stressful week. But like, hold on, hold on. You, can't, you can't compare the two right now. One has had over 65 starts in the NFL and keeps getting chances over and over again, no matter how bad he is. And one got what five starts in the NFL. Four Four starts. And by the way, it was 15 of 29 for 192 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. So that's not even close to Sam Darnold's last start with the Panthers. Like, no, they're not the same. I kept telling people that when they were both on the team, nobody wanted to hear it. Trey Lance, if you want to say he hasn't been good, fine. Darnold has been worse, much, much worse. And that is not opinion. That is fact. But let's hope he has a good week this week. I'm certainly rooting for it. I'm not rooting against Sam Darnold. I don't think he's going to play well, but I will be rooting for it. I love this team. I want this team to win, and they desperately need this win. So I hope Sam Darnold goes 20 for 20 with 20 touchdown passes. Yeah, and I think the way he does well is if Kyle Shanahan protects him and they use a bunch of play action, they make it easy, they get the ball out of his hands quick, he cannot be holding on to it, he cannot be making decisions, right? Make the decisions for him, make it quick, first read out. Like, that's what they need to do. And yeah, like you said, they can't go down because Sam Darnold's not a guy that you want, you know, trying to come back a score or two, like, you don't want him to have to pass the ball. We run it a ton. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, God forbid you give some carries to Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell. Like, that would be allowed. 
also Kyle Shanahan. Hold on. Wait a minute. Did you just say Jordan Mason should get carries? I, I mean, I, if it keeps Christian McCaffrey healthy, yeah, that's fine with me. Wow. Next, you're going to say you want to see Juwan Jennings get some passes. Listen, he had a nice catch in the Vikings. <laughs> you're coming around. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I think what you just said is the best analysis of what to hope for with Sam Darnold that anybody has said all week. Don't let him make decisions. Take the decisions away from him. Give him easy plays. Here's your read. Wide open. And if it's not there, get rid of it. Get rid of it. And he can and- scramble. He can run. He has wheels. Like he, he's yeah. actually scored quite a bit of rushing touchdowns. Like at least he did with the Panthers. So he has wheels. Like look for your first read. If it's not there, scramble, get some yards. Yes. He's very athletic. He's faster than Brock for sure. Like he's sneaky athletic. Go yeah. Google Sam Darnold. Uh, I think it was the Broncos. He had like a 52 yard touchdown run where he breaks like three tackles. It was like, Whoa. So he can do that. That's in his bag. Um, I guess Sam is not allowed to improvise then, says Quack. That would be preferred. Yeah, please don't. If he wants to improvise by running the ball, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Passing the ball, no. You are not allowed. And and honestly, like, Brock has kind of gotten away from that. Like, throw it away. Take the sack. Learn to, to live to play another down. For any one highlight that Sam Darnold has of improvising and making play, he has 10 other terrible plays in there between it's like one good play to 10 when he has to improvise like that like i'm not i'm not saying he can't improvise and make a good play it's just the probability of that happening is so low that it's not worth taking the chance on that i completely completely agree with you with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's get to some best bets now. How many best bets do you have for us this week? I have four, and I'm going to start with a fun one that I found. I've never Ooh. seen these before. Okay, I've got a couple also. I like your best bets. For the record, last week you had three. San Francisco with a first quarter lead, which God knows they should have had, but they didn't. They didn't yeah. have it. The first time they don't have it is the first <laughs> time I bring it up. Like, I, I'm done, done. Uh, you had Brandon Ayuk over 65 and a half receiving yards. He was close, but he did not hit that number. He might have quarter first half. He had like what 56 or something. Yeah. He didn't catch a pass in the second half of the game. So if he had, even if he had caught one pass in the second half, he might've gotten it. You did have Daniel Hunter over 0.5 sacks. The Vikings had a sack. It was by Daniel Hunter. You nailed that one. Excellent work out of you. Uh, I had George Kittles over, which is going to be a recurring theme on the program today. So yay me, but I didn't hit on my other bets. Okay. Four best bets from you this week. Give me your fastball. All right. This is a fun one. It's on DraftKings Sportsbook. So this is where you can find it. It's race to 20 rushing yards. So it's the first player to have 20 rushing yards in the game for either team, right? And they have Christian McCaffrey at plus 105. So you're still getting plus money for him. I was shocked by that because, wow. yeah, I mean, it's he has the shortest odds. So the least amount of money that you're making in, compared to all the other guys you can bet. But Joe Mixon sucks and they're the Bengals running game sucks right now. So unless one of the quarterbacks breaks off a long run right to start the game, like Christian McCaffrey is going to get a ton of carries to start the game. I definitely like race to 20 yards and you get plus money for CMC. I love that bet. That's a weird bet because like you're sort of rooting against other 49ers, right? You're not just rooting against Joe Mixon. You're rooting against Brock Purdy or like Ray Ray McLeod on an end around or I, you know, like you're it's weird. That's sort of a weird thing, but. I mean, to get plus money on that is that's hard to resist for sure. I mean, yeah. literally McCaffrey could get that on the first snap of the game. Cause I bet you if Sam Darnold is starting, they are running on the first snap of the oh, game. Oh, they're running like probably the first four 
plays of the game. Like they're just going to run, 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 run. And you know, no other running back is going to see the field. For right. Them. Yeah. So, that's, see, that's see. a good point. Um, for those that are just joining, we don't know if Darnold is starting. Brock did practice in a limited fashion yesterday, but he still has to be cleared. He has to progress through the protocol. So we don't know. It's probably unlikely because usually guys don't clear the protocol the same week they get the concussion, but we don't know. So right now, Darnold has taken most of the snaps with the ones that practice, but no one uh, has ruled out Brock Purdy. Uh, but I would honestly take this bet even regardless of who the yeah. starter is for the Niners. Yeah, I mean, we, we know CMC's running a ton, even with Purdy. And either either way, either quarterback that's starting, they're going to want to protect them, right? Purdy's had a couple rough games. They're going to want to make it easier for him. They're going to want to make sure he's not doesn't get hit as well, right? Even if he mm-hmm. does play. So I like this bet. Moving on to the other side of the ball, Joe Burrow over a half of a t- or interception. So he just needs one interception in this game. He's thrown an interception in four of the last five games, threw an interception in three of the last four games of last year, and he has 30 interceptions since 2021, six most in the NFL. So he's a really good quarterback, but he is he's not shy of throwing interceptions, right? And I do think the 49ers have been embarrassed on the road each of the last two weeks, P.J. Walker and Kirk Cousins, and they're just going to – I can't imagine they don't come into this game just so ready to roll that defense. And – even like last week, they played bad. They still got an interception, right? They're still coming down with those turnovers. So I, I like this bet for Joe Burrow to at least throw one interception. 49ers tied with your Steelers for the league league in interceptions last year. They have the same secondary. It all goes back to the pass rush. The reason the 49ers got most of their interceptions last year is because pass rush was collapsing on the quarterbacks. They were hurrying their throws. They were not being able to plant, maybe getting hit as they throw. And the Niners secondary was able to take advantage of that. That's what you need. That's why the pass rush is so important because the whole defense is built around it. I hope you're right. Because to me, the only way he gets an interception is if they are getting pressure on him. So if this bet hits, I think that's a very good sign for the 49ers defensive play as a whole. God, I would love to see. Love to see it. I don't, I really hope that we do because I'm worried about Steve Wilkes, like from everything we talked about and what's going through his head. I'm, I'm very worried about, about the defense. I am. And that's something that I haven't said in a long time with the 49ers because they've had a really good defense, but I don't know if I would take this one. I guess I would, but I would need more hope than, than anything. I got, I got asked in the comments who will get the interception. And this is my call right here. Hargrave tips the ball, right? Tips it up Ooh. into the air. Joe Burrow just throws, it gets tipped up and Fred Warner comes down with it. Just a real short interception. It gets tackled right there. Saying it with your chest. I like it. All right. Fred Warner. Good. He's been he's been making those kind of plays this year, so that's not a crazy bet. Uh, he was he looked a little beat up after the game too. He was talking on his podcast about how his hands hurt, his fingers hurt, his legs hurt. He's going well, through. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple like really really dramatic where you thought these uh, 49ers players were going to be like out forever. I mean, Fred Warner the way he was screaming, I was like, oh my god, what happened to him? And then he was just fine one second later. I'm like. That was after another guy was very, very dramatic after an I'm not saying it didn't hurt. Like, Greenlaw was banged. I mean, Greenlaw is running on fumes right now. I think he needs the buy in a big way. It was like two people who made like a huge, huge scene. It was like, oh my God, they're going to be out forever. And then they were like back the next play. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you just like delayed the game a pretty long time here. Come on. Get off the field, meat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Best bet number three. Uh, Javar Chase over 23 and a half longest reception. I'm going back to these bets. I've been getting away from them. I don't know why, because these are the ones I hit on the most. So he's uh chase has had a 30 plus yard reception in three of the last four games. The 49ers gave up a 60 yarder to Addison last week, 58 yarder to Amari Cooper the week before 29 yarder to CD lamb in week five, a 30 yarder to both Marquise Brown and Michael Wilson in week four. So it's been a long time now since wow. uh, the 49ers have held, you know, a player to not, 24 longest reception we know jamar chase is a beast he could do that after the catch right yeah so i like this one i think it's a little too low for him that's the scary thing is that the 49ers did not or they gave up a lot of long catches last year i think they led the league in catches over 50 yards allowed and as you just laid out they haven't exactly sure that not 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 all those are 50 yards but clearly they're over 23 and a half i don't think you could uh fault anybody that takes this bet. Jamar Chase, I think, is going to have a very, very good game. Uh, Okay. I like those. Do you have one more? 
Yeah, I have Tyler Boyd because uh, the slot wide receiver I'm always going to take. And they have him at over 32 and a half receiving yards in DraftKings. He's hit that in four of the last five games. Uh, so it's not like he overly hits it, but 38 yards, 39 yards, 39 yards, 52 yards. That's about what he gets. And we know the 49ers just don't seem to care to cover the slot wide receiver. We saw it <laughs> last week. Brandon Powell got it done in the slot. Like Tyler Boyd's a good wide receiver. I, I, I'm fine taking this bet that he'll have 33 yards in the game. Oh man. Isaiah Oliver, we're looking at you. Do your that the scary thing is like he's better than Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas is even worse. So it's like you really have no alternative. Can Darrell Luter get healthy? Because at this point, like I just I would love to see somebody else in the slot, but you've talked about it since last year how the slot has been a problem for the 49ers. So yeah, I would take it. You know, I you ask me to pick Tyler Boyd out of a lineup, I probably wouldn't be able to. But if you tell me, is he going to get over 32 and a half receiving yards this week? I would say confidently. Yep. <laughs> I think we can already decide that. I mean, we're far away from having a draft discussion, but in the first round this year, it has to be a tackle or a second a corner. Like those have to be your two options. You may need to draft another kicker though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Moody, Although man, what? Thank goodness they gave him the opportunity there at the end. I mean, at the same time, they really needed decision to, to kick the yeah. field goal. But, but like for him and to feel more confident in him moving forward, that was nice to see that he made that. But again, I mean, if he didn't miss that one earlier in the game, they wouldn't have needed to have a touchdown at the end there. They would have played it completely different. They would have only needed the field goal. Like he has to stop missing these short 40-yard field goals. That's not acceptable. Like 41-yarders should be damn near automatic. Glass City says in Steve Wilkes' intro presser at the start of the season, he said his goal was to limit explosives. I remember that. You're right. He said there were too many last year. Looks like they're having trouble with that. Yeah. Like, I think he's discovering, like, they just don't have the guys to do it. <laughs> Unfortunately, Steve Wilkes is not a wizard. Um, okay. I got a couple best bets. First of all, I'm going away from my Bosa sack bets that you know I love because the dude has not been getting it done. And his comments, I thought were, like, Refreshing and also infuriating because he said missing training camp is affecting him, that he's trying to like incorporate new things into his game on the fly and it's not working. And it's like, yeah, dude, it's not working. So knock it off. So I love the honesty, but like, I hate that that's what he was doing. Um, so he's no TJ Watt that can come off right. know, just signing a contract a couple days before and kill it. Well, TJ Watt didn't hold out though. TJ Watt was there during camp. That's the difference. Um, but then he also said he thinks he only had two bad games. And it's like, no, dude, it goes back to what we were talking about before. Just getting pressure is not good enough, especially from Bosa. If it's Drake Jackson, okay, maybe I'll give you a little bit of flowers. When you're Nick Bosa, I do not care how many pressures you get. I only care how many sacks you get because that's what you're being paid to produce. You're being paid a premium. Now we need you to produce at a premium level, and you flat out haven't this year so far. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because Nick Bosa, he leads the NFL with 17 quarterback hits this year, but only two and a half sacks. So Bosa has the fewest sacks among all players with 10 quarterback hits, and he has 17. So I, I do think the sacks will end up coming because if you're hitting the quarterback, you're right there. It just needs to happen, and he's athletic enough. He's a good enough player. The sacks should come. It's just they need to come. Like, you're getting paid way too much money. You can't just hit the quarterback. You need a sack of I totally disagree. I don't think that's guaranteed that the sacks are coming at all. Maybe you're just not good enough to get the sacks and you're just going to get a bunch of pressures all year. Like that's a thing that can happen too. It's not, it's not destined. You would think though, if he's getting these pressures and these hits that other people would be then like, say maybe he's not getting them because the, the offensive line is really focusing in on him. Then the other players playing with him should be getting a ton of sacks because right? he's putting the pressure on them. And then it's easy for you. And you're being, you know, no one's, no one's worrying about you as much as Bosa. So you would think these other players would be stepping up and getting it, but they're really not either. And that's the, the frustrating thing, especially like Javon Hargrave. I've seen Javon Hargrave get good pass pressure with the Eagles. Like he did it. Why? Because he was surrounded by a bunch of good talent. And yet he's not with the 49ers. He's not getting sacks. Does that go back to Steve Wilkes? Not knowing how to use these pieces properly. I don't know, but I'm going off of my Bosa bet. I'm taking Kittle over 40 and a half receiving yards. That seems really low to me. We saw that Kittle was a bigger part of the game plan last week without Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is not going to play in this game. And when they give Kittle the opportunities, he produces. He was great last weekend. I loved it. 
please give me more of that. And I think that 40 and a half is just too low because I think they will incorporate him more. This is the issue. And if Devo's out, you're right. They should incorporate him more. But this, so in uh, week three, 90 receiving yards. Week four, nine. Week five, <laughs> 67 receiving yards. Week six, one. Week seven, 78 one. yards. So it doesn't matter what he did the week before because Kyle Shanahan doesn't give a shit. He doesn't <laughs> care. <laughs> All right. So he could completely disappear. He's not going to have 40 yards. That's what I'm telling you right now. It's not going to be 40. It's going to be eight or it's going to be 70. And those are the only two options because he's either going to be involved or not involved whatsoever. Those are the, it's either we need you this week. We're going to make you a big focal point or we don't want you at all. There's no middle ground. And I can't decide if how Sam Darnold changes it. Do they go to Kittle more with Darnold because like he's the safety blanket and you can hit Kittle on a bunch of short passes? Or do they say, oh, my God, Sam Darnold is in. George, you're just going to block every play and we'll, you know, we'll do other things with the ball. I, I'm not sure which way I fall on that, but I think I'm going to I just feel like how many times can you see George Kittle produce and then immediately go away from him? I know you're right. Like you, I shouldn't make this bet. You've clearly laid it out. He's due for like two catches for one yard. But I'm doing it anyway. If Devo I- out with Devo, it's a good bet. If Devo played, I, I wouldn't be down for it. But with Devo out, it does seem like Kittle needs either Devo or Ayuk to be out for him to be involved. And if Devo's out again, then he should be involved. The issue is we haven't really seen Sam Darnold utilize a tight end, but it's the Jets never had one yeah. really while well, he was there, and the Panthers don't have one. So we don't have any evidence of if he prefers the tight end position. But I also I don't think this is going to be what Sam Darnold prefers in this game. It's going to be Kyle Shanahan telling him exactly what to do. I hope so. And that's usually what Kyle likes to do. Weird thing. The over under for the 49ers is 20. What is it? 23 and a half points. But yet they don't have any quarterback bets on the board. So yeah. it's very strange that they basically are saying it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. We we're confident that this point total is is going to well, be it did. the line moved, though, because the uh, they gave the Bengals two extra points, right? That, um, the, the, like the game line moved for the spread after the Brock Purdy news. So they do think there's a big difference between Purdy and Sam Darnold for winning this game or how much they'll win. So there's that. The line right now is 49ers by four, which by the way, I would take the Bengals and the points to me. I think there's a very good chance Cincinnati wins the game, especially if Darnold starts and I'm getting points. To me, I would I would take Cincy in the points. No, uh, I think I think this the I almost said Steelers. I think the 49ers win by four, at least. By seven. By six. I'll say six. Six, six, six. Uh last best bet for me. Joe Burrow over 245 and a half passing yards. I just think that the Niners defense is in a very strange state right now. I think that Wilkes is in his head. I think Wilkes is kind of over his skis a little bit. And I think that the Bengals are going to be able to take advantage of it, combined with the fact that Joe Burrow's healthy now. You mentioned the other players on the offense that are getting healthy. I think you're right. This is a bad, bad time to play Cincinnati. And I think that Burrow's going to hit this over big time. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know why I'm so confident in the 49ers defense this week. I'm not even if they play good. You know, Burrow can still hit two. Like he's he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. I know he's been stinking this year, but he is. And if he's fully healthy and his playmakers are healthy, like they could definitely get yards. But I do think the 49ers defense is going to come out play much better than they have on the road. Just come out in front of their fans, be ready to roll, and just kick like really knock in the teeth of the Bengals. I do think they also come up for games like this. They get really, really pumped and really like I, I think against the Browns and the Vikings, they just expected like, oh, these are going to be easy wins. And they weren't. They absolutely weren't. One more thing I want to touch on, and maybe you can help me with this. I can't decide if it's awesome or super petty. And so I need your help. Okay. 49ers are doing something this weekend. Former team owner and Hall of Famer Eddie DeBartolo is going to be at the game with more than 149ers alums. The Niners are going to celebrate two Super Bowl champion teams from their history, Super Bowl 16 and Super Bowl 23. If you're wondering why those two particular Super Bowl teams are being honored, do you know who the Niners beat in those Super Bowls, Michelle? The Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Part of me loves it, right? Like, yeah, we're going to own you. We just beat you in two Super not just, but we beat you in two Super Bowls, and now you're coming to our house, and we're going to honor you with that. I kind of like that, but at the same time, 
you're not playing your best ball right now. And if you lose that game, when you try to be ultra petty, that's just going to add insult to injury. No, I love it. And it's so crazy. They should have played in a third Super Bowl uh, just uh, what a couple of years ago. If Jaquiski Tart, did, did I even just quit Jaquiski? Yeah, I think you're good. I'm drinking a Bloody Mary and now I'm at the end. So, you know, I know. Uh, Jaquiski, <laughs> Jaquiski Tart, if he just caught the the stupid interception, they would have played in another Super Bowl and would have another championship to brag about right now. And they would have won that Super Bowl, too. Oh, yeah, they would have. They had already beaten the Bengals earlier that year in overtime. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't decide if it's petty or not, but it's kind of hilarious. Wow, I love it. It's not petty. It's great. Uh, Glass City says the Bengals have a 14-day rest advantage. That's nuts. Do you think the NFL needs to address rest advantage at this magnitude, maybe tweak the buy process? Here's the problem. The 49ers have a rest disadvantage five times this year. Like, this is not the only game where this is the case. I think they have the most games that arrest disadvantage in the league or tied for the most. I, I think I remember that correctly when the schedule came out. And it sucks, especially not only because the Niners are on a short week also. So you've got... Short week plus the other teams off the bye. That's like the deadliest of combinations. Yeah, so we did get asked earlier a question about how the 49ers compete when their opponent's coming off a bye. I was able to pull that up. So since 2019, they're three and one against opponents coming off a bye week. Their one loss did come against the Browns just, what, in week six, right? The 19-7 win. But the three other games, they beat the Panthers 51-13 to in 2019. <laughs> they beat the Packers 37-8, to and they beat the Rams 31-14. to So they actually blow out these, these teams coming off buys before the week six debacle against Cleveland. Interesting. Well, that makes me feel a little better. See, I like that. I like when we end the show on like a positive uplifting type of a message. So thank you for that. Someone in the reviews this week, by the way, called you our, our perpetual ray of sunshine on the network. Oh, well, that's nice. So there you go. Thank you. Uh, everybody. I want to remind you, please join us after the game for the instant reaction show. Me and Levin black will be there. Hopefully talking about a win going into the bye week. There's nothing worse than when your team loses going into the bye week. Yeah, I don't want to talk about a loss for two weeks. I want to talk about how they got back on track, what they're going to yes. look like after the bye. Like, they they got it all figured out, right? They're going to get Brock back. It's going to be great. That's exactly what we want to talk about. Now they're going to get a chance to rest up. All that stuff, okay? I need it. I need it this week, Niners. <laughs> Give it to me. Please join us for that. Like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel. If you would, please consider becoming a YouTube channel member. It's less than $3 a month. Again, you get custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. So please, please do that. Michelle, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. You got any big plans? I have kickball tonight, and nice. that's about it. That's my big plans. What about you? No, I'm going to be locked in, like, just freaking out about this game all weekend. All weekend Maybe long. try to leave the house for a couple minutes. Take a walk. No. Oh, I hate, I don't even say touch grass. I hate that phrase. That is I didn't so say touch tough. grass. I said, take a walk. Yeah. You were thinking about it. No, I've never said that phrase in my life. Good. Don't be one of those people. That drives <laughs> me nuts. All right. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Good luck with the bets. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye y'all.